Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline is a comic that you should know about. I'm telling you, this guy, if you haven't heard of him, you're going to want to stick to right where you are and keep those ears wide open. Jeff Dye is his name. You can catch him at the Irvine Improv July 5th to the 7th or simply by going to jeffdye.com. Now, Jeff, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. I love what you've done with the place. Oh, thank you so much. We've, uh, you know, we painted. I got a new futon, so you know, it's really that looks cool. I like your shirt. It's a good shirt. <laughs> thank you so much. Now, first things first. Last comic standing, because that's probably how people first got to hear your name, got aware of Jeff Die. It was only three years in, though. Why would you do that to yourself, especially on national television? Well, yeah, that is true. It was, uh, I, but I was like, I always say comedians measure the length of time they've been doing stand up wrong. Cause like somebody that's been doing stand up for three years might've got on stage every single night and someone else that's doing stand up for three years might've only done it like once every few weeks, you know? So like, as far as stage time, I was pretty far ahead of a lot of people. Um, but you're right. I was only in the game for three years. I was a, kind of a bright eyed little twerp. And then, uh, but I at least had, you know, I had a good 20 minutes that I could like scrap into three minute chunks for television. Well, it was, it was great. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying that might've scared a lot of guys off because as you said, bright eyed, bushy tailed, you have a personality that when you look at you, regardless of the material, you're likable and you're relatable and the audience right away. That's the hardest thing. I mean, you win the audience over right away because you're a very nice guy and people want to be your friend. You know, it's just, you have that kind of personality. Last comic standing to me, just from an outsider looking in, seems like a place that you would go if you want to have your soul ripped out. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. It was just my comedy. My comedy has often been described as 20% jokes and 80% smiling. (laughs) I'm like, I think, Likeability is is definitely the main factor of, of doing well, like in this business, for sure. Well, Jeff, that means in about three years you'll be hosting the Tonight Show, so that's a good thing. That's that's the goal, baby. <laughs> now let's talk about that. The TV stuff. Uh, first of all, you're set on Fallon killed. You you are absolutely oh, amazing. I love the fact that Jimmy's one of those guys who's actually giving comedians a chance on late night TV now which has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. I mean, people want to talk politics and they've gotten away from the, the thing that made late night TV what it is. How important was it for you to do the Tonight Show? You know, after being a kid, I'm sure as a kid, you looked up to Johnny or Jay, whoever the host was at that mm-hmm. time. How much did it mean to you to hit that stage? I still really, really, really like late night television, but I agree with you 1000%. Everybody just wants to be like political and talk about serious stuff. But I like the silly games that Jimmy Fallon does. And I like the, 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 um, the, I like the things that Jimmy Kimmel does too. Like the kind of like a celebrity interaction sketch kind of stuff. Uh, I, I've often talked about that too. Uh, I was weird that like Ellen DeGeneres was like such a successful comedian, but she's not putting any standups like on her daytime show. 
Like she could put, you know, she doesn't have to put guys like me, but she could put like female comedians. She could put like, you know, uh, gay comedians, like things that she believes in, at least on daytime television that are standups. I always thought that was strange. And then Jimmy Kimmel doesn't put any, I mean, he does, but they're like once every like four months or something like that. But, um, it was super important to me to do late night television because, uh, I think that's the best place to see standup in like a short five minute segment on television where it's just you and the audience. It might be the only time on TV where it's just, you're looking at one man for five minutes straight on, on TV. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that's, I think late night TV goes by the way of how stand up comedy and, and vice versa goes. And I mean, when people are talking about politics, no one wants to hear that. That's what the news is for. They want a guy right. like Jeff Dye to go out on stage where they can have fun and just, you know, yeah. be fun and not have to think about work or money or anything like that. Cause to me, a comedy place, uh, a comedy club was always a place that people could go where they could release and anyone and could escape, do. Yeah. yeah. No topic was taboo. Now let's get back to late night because to me, you, you really hit on, a, on an incredible point when Letterman was around, when Carson was around, you know, and Jay Leno it almost gave comedians a goal, like, hey, you know, I have to do well, I have to get these seven minutes, I have to get this perfect because I want to do Carson, because I want to do Leno or, or Letterman. Mm-hmm. It's almost lost today. I mean, all there is, as you said, Fallon, because Kimmel really doesn't do it anymore. Aside from late night TV, what gives you the biggest bump in the needle when you do something? Radio? Is it a is it a talk show? What helps you the most as a comic today? In my estimate, like in the, you know, take this for what it's worth, but like I think like in the olden days, like you had to get on Johnny Carson. Like that was what it was. And if Johnny liked you, you're made. And if Johnny hated you, you're done. Just go get a job at a restaurant. If Johnny Carson didn't like your comedy, like that's a wrap. Like he was the end all be all. And I'm kind of noticing that nowadays in a modern way with Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan has got this kind of Johnny Carson-like power to make guys like Tom Segura or Bert Kreishner or Joey Diaz. Like once Joe Rogan decides you're in his club, uh, like Andrew Santino, like that's it. You just watch all your numbers go crazy on, on social media and stuff like that. Um, so at this point, it'd almost be better to do good for Joe Rogan than it would for Jimmy Fallon. I'm just more of an old school guy uh, where I looked up to guys that like, you know, Flip Wilson and the, the, the old cats like Don Rickles and the guys that would just go on these late nights and, and kill it. It's time for Bob Zaney in this week's Zaney report. It's time for the Zany Report, brought to you by BobZany.com. See where I'm headed next. I'll be in Las Vegas at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand Hotel, July 15th through 22nd. First up, in Anchorage, Alaska, marine biologists have recorded singing by the North Pacific Whale. They said it was like listening to the best of Winona and Mama Cass. A man has been accused of giving his pet squirrel meth, causing it to attack. Here's the weird part. He says that the squirrel is to help him with his severe ADD. And finally, the United States Post Office has issued the George H.W. Bush stamp. They will be self-adhesive, except for a set issued to former President Clinton, who, like in the presidential race, he can lick them. On the uh, Twitter, at Bob Zaney. Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Until next time, bye-bye. And welcome back to the 5-Minute Talk Show. 
Um, is that maybe hurting me a little bit that I'm not pandering to the podcast scene? Maybe, but I kind of like doing it this way and I'm also having some fun and some success. So I'm enjoying it the old school route. Jeff, don't worry about it. The cream always rises to the top. I mean, a good comic is something that people, you just can't deny. Look at Rodney. I mean, Rodney Dangerfield to me, I loved Rodney. When you talk about old school guys, you look at a guy that tried doing stand-up early on, didn't work out, had to sell aluminum siding, comes back at, what, 45, (laughs) and then takes over the world. I mean, so comedy is just... If you watch comedians in cars getting coffee, you you just listen to some of the words that Seinfeld just spews. And whether you like him or not, he just knows. And he just said, you know, the comedy gods, they they know. It's all going to even up. That's why Jeff Dye will be a huge name. One day, I mean, you look at who you're working with, better late than never. I couldn't believe you were part of that show because I remember watching that. Henry Winkler... William Shatner, Terry Bradshaw, and George Foreman. You talk about a group of legends. What was it like working with those guys and just being a fly on the wall? Uh, well, what's crazy about him is I think the first thing, like, you're naturally starstruck being around one of those guys. And then you put all four of them together, and it's this interesting like matchup of just like story after story after story. And even they're like strangely competitive about like, oh, that happened to me you should hear this. And then like, they're just going back and forth, um, which is really interesting. But then after all the starstruckness goes away, you start to realize, Oh yeah, they're men and they're like husbands and they're dads <laughs> and they're grandparents. And like, they they have like interests, you know, like Terry does not want to talk to anyone about football. If you go up to Terry and you talk to him about football, he's going to be like, Oh, it was nice to meet you. And he'll give you a picture. And then that's it. But if you talk to Terry about his, uh, his, is grandbabies. Or if you talk to him about horses, he'll talk your ear off for like two hours. He'll buy you whiskey and he, he won't like stop talking to you. So I like, I got to get to know these guys on a, a really sweet level where I feel like I have four new dads, you know, and they give me advice about money and they give me advice about women. And it's uh, it's been a real blessing in a way that I didn't expect it to be. You know, I thought maybe, Oh, I get acting lessons from Henry and Terry will teach me how to, you know, get endorsements and throw a football, but it it wasn't like that at all. They were just these really, really great, sweet, older men. You couldn't talk about a better group of guys because when I read, you know, you read, you're flipping through the channels and then you read the the info on the show. And I just saw the names and I was like, this had to be a mistake. This can't be real. You can't have Henry Winkler (laughs) and William Shatter and Terry Bradshaw and George Foreman on the same show. And then when you see those guys together, it's just like you said, it was amazing. People have to check that out. Better late than never. It's an NBC show, correct? Yes, sir. And it's on uh, Hulu and it's on NBC.com currently. People have to check that out. Now, to me, I had the opportunity to meet Henry Winkler and I was amazed. You know, you're talking about the Fonz, Arrested Development. I mean, this guy has done everything. Are, were you oh, yeah. amazed at how cool he was and how much like a, an uncle he became to be to you? Because I met him once and he felt like that. Well, so they actually hate it when I say this next part, but it's true. Like I wasn't as starstruck as maybe somebody like my parents would have been. I think I fall in like one class underneath. Like I didn't grow up with watching Terry Bradshaw play football. He had already retired by the time I was alive. And then Henry Winkler, you know, like happy days had been over for a long time. Uh, William Shatner was 55 or something when I was born. 
Uh, and, and George Foreman, I watched George Foreman come, do his like triumphant return to heavyweight champion in the nineties. But even then I was a young, a young man. So like my guys would have been like Hulk Hogan or Ken Griffey jr. Like those, <laughs> you know, like they're, those are young guys to these guys. So I was actually able to still be confident enough to like mess with them and prank them and joke around. And people were like, how could you, weren't you just constantly starstruck? And I was, I was like starstruck of how famous they were at first. But then it, it kind of, it, there's enough of a gap between me and those guys that they were just, um, you know, it made me confident enough to like feel like I could goof around with them and joke around and be part of the group. So who did you ask if he liked a bug's life or chicken quesadillas? Oh yeah. That's a true story. I met a kid on a plane. That like a, just a random kid on a plane. Jeff, I am a huge fan. Thank you so much for taking the time. Now, you have a podcast as well that you wanted to tell us about. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when this comes out. I'm not even supposed to say this yet, but it's, uh, it just got picked up for all, on All Things Comedy, which is Bill Burr's um, podcast thing. Best. And it's called, it's called uh, Jeff Dye's Friendship. And the premise is that I bring in a friend uh, each week. And, uh, and no matter who that friend is, maybe that friend is Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks, or maybe the friend is just my buddy who drives Uber, you know? So whatever it is, I'm introducing the world to my famous friends, but also my friends that I just love and spend my days with, because I think your family is who you choose to be around. And those are my friends. My friends are my family. And so that's what I want the world to get to know my friends. Well, let me tell you, you are a busy, busy man. To do stand-up comedy is a full-time job in itself. To do all these other things, you have a podcast. You just finished a film, The Wedding Year, so people could check that out. Yeah. On, uh, that, that's going to be on Netflix? Uh, wait, so the, I just, the Wedding Year comes out to theaters in a little while. Oh. Uh, where I play Anna, I play Anna Camp's husband. There's a um, there's a movie that's currently out at the film festivals that I did called... Uh, half new year is what it is with drew mccanny as the lead where i, I play like a, a part in there where it's a very weird role i'm a character like an indian character um but he's a white guy who thinks he's indian basically uh yeah it's gonna be great but that one's uh, that one you can already see in film festivals called the half new year and then the wedding the wedding year i'm not sure when that comes out but it's directed by robert luketic and it's really it's gonna be good Look at this. You got so much going on. Jeff Dye, always jeffdye.com to keep up on wherever you are. You're always all over the country from Wisconsin to Vegas to New York, even Irvine. June, to, July yeah. 5th to the 7th, Irvine Improv. Check them out, jeffdye.com. Jeff, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. You were very, very nice. Made me happy. Appreciate you. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.